When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fish Bites Podcast, the uh, Miami Herald's Miami Marlins Podcast. And we are joining you. We're doing our two-city thing that we do sometimes when Jordan's on the road. Jordan up in Cincy right now covering the team as they take on the Reds, me in the friendly confines of my living room. And we're uh, up bright and early following that uh, latest Marlins defeat after Yuri Perez's return. So, Jordan, 17 out of 22 in the loss column since the all-star break. Yuri comes back. I know there's hope he could have sparked the team, maybe still could, maybe in these next few starts. But now what? Well, Yuri can only help so much. I don't see him swinging the bat with runners in scoring position, so that really <laughs> – Exactly. Again, yes. But, yes, Yuri obviously, as soon as the news came out that he was going to start on Monday, a lot of the fans were like, the season saved, the season saved. But everybody needs the reminder, which they got last night. A, remember, he's 20, hasn't pitched up here in the last month, and has basically been in a sort of holding pattern for the last month. He only threw two two games in double-A Pensacola, only threw about, I think it was about six innings or so in two starts over the last month. And the stuff was there, don't get me wrong. He was still touching the high 90s, still struck out seven, but – you saw that he still is an unfinished product. Went four and two-thirds innings, five hits, four and runs. Basically only threw his fastball and the slider throughout the entire start. And as soon as the Reds realized that he wasn't laying the, stri- the slider for strikes, they just sounded the fastball and then crushed the fastball when it was in the zone. All five hits he gave up were on the fastball, including the two-run triple in the third, and then back-to-back first-pitch home runs to begin the fourth inning at basically – spoiled the outing and the Marlins offense was back to its old ways. They got two solo home runs, Jorge Soler barely getting one into the right center field seats that just kept carrying in the first inning. And then jazz, a pinch hit home run in the eighth, two separate chances with runners on first and second with no outs once in the first and the seventh. And then again, the ninth, and they come up empty on those five, two loss five and 17 since the break. And again, this spiral just keeps going it's just the Marlins need to figure something out. They need to figure something out fast. And it's going to be, again, they're starting to run out of time to figure out how to answer this. And it's just not – you shouldn't put all of that, like you said, you shouldn't put all of that on a rookie because Correct. in any scenario. Because, you know, I mean, he should – if anything, you know, with him you're in a developmental phase where you're seeing him take his first steps in the majors. Yes, the kid's amazing. He's got all the tools. But even within that lens, maybe that's a complementary piece as you're going along this whole process, not, oh, he suddenly is the savior. And then just the way it was managed, too, and, and, and bringing him back now, you know, maybe, you know, desperation because you're trying to get back into it and you're trying to get the wild card race. Now, the, the you know, the plan, if it's kind of like the way you lined it up there, you know, talking about the extra day rest, 
that makes sense. But at the same time, it's like you 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 grinded him to a halt pretty much. Now you're ramping him back up. And you know, and and in spite of all that, the kid didn't look that bad. It was just the fact that he had no no backup on, on last night. But they've got bigger problems right now. Seventeen out of twenty-two, and like we were talking about before, I mean, yeah, what is the the state of the clubhouse right now? Because um, you know, I guess they had a meeting to kind of. I mean, I I love when all these teams think they're just going to like flip the switch with a team meeting. I mean, sometimes it does work, but I don't know. Is it that? Is it just that simple a mental thing? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot more to it, and. You know, we'll see. The one saving grace is that the safety net is that there's all these teams that are playing just about as bad as they are. And that's what you kind of hoped heading into this week could change things. The Reds are coming in, losing six in a row before that game on Monday night. And then, you know, even the Yankees this coming weekend, the Yankees are struggling right now, too. They've pretty much, I mean, they're a couple losses away from maybe falling out of it completely. And yet Monday night, at least, that didn't matter. Yeah, correct. And uh, just back to Yuri, uh, Skip is mentioning, she mentioned like not putting all the pressure on him. They basically, they told him, you don't have to be the hero. They told him specifically, it's like, just go out there, do what you did before, be yourself. And Yuri, for his part, didn't look like he had any pressure on him. When he walked into the clubhouse on Monday, he was his typical self, the usual happy-go-lucky kid. He was still, he looked like he was, he wasn't putting any extra pressure on himself. So I want to at least give kudos to Yuri on that front. And to jump back to what you mentioned before, uh, post-game, we were basically waiting an extra about 15 minutes before we got into the clubhouse. Uh, we were able to hear, hear some of the murmurs of the tail end of basically a couple players basically doing some sort of team meeting. Didn't get the specifics of it yet. I'm trying to get more of those details today. But it's basically the point of they're trying to find – any sort of possible solution to try to find something to spark them, whether it's all the players just saying, Hey, get your asses together, get this thing figured out. We did this before. We should know what it takes to win. We did it in the first half or everyone just saying, yeah, what the hell? Why are we sucking? Just figuring out how to hold each other accountable. But again, it's sometimes again, words only do so much. It's the action that you see on the field each day. That's going to, really determine what they do. They could say all they want, how much they're preparing the same way, how they're they're still working hard, they're still they still have their game plans, yada, 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 yada. If the results are still doing the same thing, if they're still swinging at all the outside pitches, if they're still doing all the stuff that goes against what their preparation, their plan was, and the things that led to their success in the first half, I don't know how much a team meeting is going to be able to spark that. I don't know how much just saying, hey, we need to do better is going to automatically turn the mat, have the magic wand come out and have them automatically start doing better. And like you touched on, uh, Marlins really are still only still in this at two games over 500 because the rest of the competition is the same. The Diamondbacks are also five and 17 since the break. Uh, the Phillies and the Giants, who have the top two wild card spots, they're only 13 and 10 since the break. The Padres are 12 and 11. The only team that actually seems like they want one of these wild card spots is a team that I thought going into the trade deadline was going to sell. The Chicago Cubs are 16 and 8 since the break. They're the one team that's actually making a legitimate push right now to show that well, they're willing and, to make a playoff push here. And and the Chicago Cubs that just passed them as of Tuesday morning are Correct. half a game ahead of them and surging still. And Correct. that's why their their window, their their margin of error is falling fast because not only have the Cubs passed them, 
you know, if they keep losing games in this series, the Reds are going to, you know, build a little bit of a cushion themselves. And the Padres, now they've lost two in a row, but in general, since the break, they've been playing a lot better. And that roster is still more talented than more than half of the league. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That 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 window of opportunity is closing fast if they don't do something in the next week or so. And the opportunity, and that's what I meant before. The opportunities there, they're they're facing good teams, but but teams that are having similar struggles right now. And this is the time to do it. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And the Marlins are getting to figure out how to do it soon. Uh, again, they got two more with Cincinnati. They've got Braxton Garrett going today. Johnny Cueto going against his former team, the team where he made his career or start got the big jump of his career on Wednesday. Uh, the offense needs to get going. They need, like I wrote on Monday, they need a couple of their bigger guns to get going. Solaire, Jazz, both of them, of course, hit solo home runs on Monday, but they're going to need more than just that. They need this. They need this lineup that, again, they added to. Josh Bell has shown some shown in sparks. Jake Berger has made made a decent impression throughout the first week, but they need this offense to be clicking more than just one or two guys a night. They still haven't, even after getting Bell and Berger, they've only had two games where everybody seemed to be going well at the same time. And both of those games have been shootout-type games. It was the 12-inning game against Philly where they had to walk it off, and then the game in uh, in uh, Texas where they needed the offense to be able to try the rally and they ended up losing 9-8. to So the two games where they've actually ha- seen the offense, the pitching hasn't done anything. So they're still in that spot where nothing is really clicking all at the same time in the same game, and that's worrisome. But so, so much of it was just producing – producing runs in terms of just like getting guys on base consistently, you know, basically they had gone away from the all or nothing, you know, lineup basically. And now you've reverted to that. You even bring in, you know, a couple of additions that, you know, well, one of them at least kind of, it has been that, I mean, yes, brings a lot of power, but when you look at the average and you look at other numbers, you, you lost sort of that. Like when Luis Arise was, was hitting 400, it was helping so much because of that. He, he was the spark, you know, and he still is. He's still hitting, you know, fairly well, but you shouldn't have to rely on a guy hitting that well to that degree. That's not going to sustain the entire time. And, and then the other problem, unfortunately, you know, is every time Jazz comes back, something else happens, and that that's hurting them a lot. Now, not being able, you know, I'm sure it's a, extremely frustrating that, he comes back. He plays two or three games. He shows you what he's got. He shows you what he can bring as that spark plug, that table setter, you know, all of that. And then, again, another setback, you know. So that's killing them right now, too. I mean, not just not having that type of type of player, that type of production out there, you know. So that's what I mean. A, a, team, meeting's not, a team meeting is nice, and maybe to a degree it'll help a little bit, but that's not going to cure everything. You know, you have some, some issues right now that, you know, they have to. They 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 are going to try to address, but some things they just may have to somehow adjust and try to, you know, work past. But it's going to be real. It's going to be really difficult. Yeah, it is. And to go back to Jazz, it's just again, like you mentioned, every time he steps up to the box, it's just it's tantalizing. You see what he can provide. I mean, if I have the numbers correctly, he has hits in thirteen of his last fourteen games, but that fourteen game stretch goes all the way back to May because of all the injuries that he's had. Again, it's just, it's he's hitting well. He's close to like a, almost 800 OPS 
11, 12 home runs and only played 51 games. That's the thing that's been killing them, not just this year, but years past as well. It's going back three years now where it's, and we actually, I got a chance to talk with him on uh, Monday after they, the Marlins told us that he underwent MRI just as a precaution because of the hamstring cramps. It wasn't even described as a strain or a sprain. It was cramps on Saturday and they took an MRI just because they need to be cautious with it and just make sure they could rule just about anything out with him. And I asked him, it was like, she basically was talking about how he needs to protect his body. He needs to make sure that he's ready to go. And even if that means not going 100%, and I asked him, I went, Jazz, don't you think that even a Jazz going 75% of his max effort could still provide more than what a lot of players can provide? And he goes, yeah, it can, especially if that means I'll be staying on the field longer. And that was the line I was waiting for him to say. Because he always said the first couple years here that he doesn't know anything less than 110%, and that's what's been burning him out. And right. especially when he when he recognized that last year when he played with the torn meniscus and then had the back issue, that that should have been his wake-up call. But it wasn't until this year when he had two more injuries within the span of a week of each other upon a return that he realized, okay, if I tone it down and I stay on the field, that'll be the long-term game for this team. Hopefully, the, his own message to himself will sink in and be able to help him stay on the field and continue to produce. That, to me, is a key for him, not just for the season, but for him for his career. Right, that's always what we talked about. Like It's a, it's a quality that you praise, and at the same time, you kind of have to maybe – balance properly i guess is the right way to put it you know you 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 love that maxed out you know effort all the time and all of that sort of thing but there's a degree and that, i'm not talking about the team that's even him himself like you're saying where as as you develop as you mature into the more of a major leaguer and everything you learn that um you, you learn that and you learn and, and something maybe you pick up just from being around veterans also too is to you, you know channel that effort and but also kind of pace yourself kind of balance in a way physically where you're not where it's not costing you like this where you don't go all out and, and hurt yourself and that and that's the thing right now heck right now they'll take a 60 percent jazz just to yeah. get something some kind of spark in that lineup right now because like i, like I said it's it, it has to happen yesterday uh, at this point the way at the rate that they're plummeting right now yeah, no, no, they're averaging just over. I think it's about they're hovering around three runs a game right now. That's not going to cut it, no matter how good the pitching is. And the pitching again, it hasn't even been that good. So no, you, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could you could just you could just tell when you look at it right now. I mean, it, even just looking at, at, at just some of the numbers, just some of the scoring numbers, everything, you can tell which teams right now sort of are playing their way in and sort of belong right now. And right now, it's it's the Giants. Even though the Giants and the Phillies haven't, you know, those, those, those you said what was it, one of them, thirteen and ten, something like that. That's uh, not yeah, terrible. I mean, yeah. I think they'd kill for thirteen and ten right now. Oh, the, yes. way, <laughs> the way they're playing. So, and the Cubs surging, and that's why I look at San Diego, and San Diego looks like they're just a, a week or two away from them surging right into the mix too. Miami's heading in the other direction right now, unless they can somehow put a stop to it very quickly. Yeah. And you know, but let, but let, let's look at that. I mean. The next couple matchups you talked about, and and then the Yankees, and then beyond that, you know, this the rest of this month still some challenges ahead. You know, can they turn the corner? Yeah, no, and if they don't do it this week, I don't know 
if they'll be able to do it with enough time. Because, right. again, like you said, the Reds and the Yankees this week, and then after that, it's another home series. It's a home series against the Astros, and then a road trip to the Dodgers and the Padres. That's yeah. again so, that again the Ast- right. that Astros Padre the Astros Dodgers Padres part in just in the grand scheme of this entire stretch. So again, this is twenty two consecutive games against playoff contenders, and they so far are they have one win in this stretch so far that they've gone through with it. They went one and three against Philly, got swept by Texas, and they've lost their first game against Cincinnati. That's right. yeah. You, they need you, they you need if they yeah if they're gonna yeah. do anything, it needs to be in this part of it, in this quote-unquote softer part of this stretch right. against playoff contenders. Yeah. And you, you, they have yet you're to not even You're not even treading water against the teams that you're and, – and and I go back to the schedule, the, the yeah. change in schedule in Major League Baseball. Now, by by rearranging this where you're not playing that same, the same three or four te- – the same four teams 19 times each, these matchups – the, the old cliche of baseball is like, you didn't look at one series that importantly, and then to a degree, you still don't. But there's a little more weight now because you're not going to play these teams that often that when you do, you have to at least do fairly decent against them. And that's the thing right now, that three out of four Philly hurts. If it, if it ends up being two out of three on the downside or heck, even, even get swept by Cincy, that's brutal right now. And then again, coming up when they're facing, like you said, in that road trip, they're facing the LA, but, but primarily San Diego, especially if they keep creeping up another one, you can't afford to lose. You've got to win that series. You got to at least win the series, if not sweep. So these head to head matchups is what I mean. Like they, the way baseball did it, there's more, there's an added pressure now to do well, especially now in April, whatever. But now, especially that you're in the thick of it, these are these are games that it's paramount to win. So, yeah, no doubt about it. It's going to be interesting to watch, and let's just see what they're able to do by the time we're talking again. At this point next week. Yeah, well, I guess not much more to say on this week, <laughs> other than let's see what they can do. Let's see if uh, some of that clubhouse talk did any makes any kind of a difference. But I think until they start getting back to that formula that, that was working on the offensive end where they were stringing hits together and, and, and you were seeing runs getting produced. I don't know. Can this newly constructed, that's the whole thing. It's can this newly constructed, uh, uh, not newly constructed, but slightly re retweaked lineup. Can they continue to do that or, or have they kind of gone backwards? Well, we'll find out over the next few days. And, uh, you know, after they faced, uh, the Yankees, which, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll end this on this note. Uh, it sounds like, you know that certain team that you know we won't say which one on this which member of this podcast uh you know you uh, grew up watching uh sounds like they're in WBC mode over at uh, Lone Depot Park this weekend they're they're preparing like they're preparing like if it's the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico playing there like they were a few months ago yeah from what i got told they're expecting it to be pretty big crowds they're going to be doing uh the shuttle service from from uh, the government, from downtown to have fans be able to get through there. Uh, parking's going to be thirty dollars. You can't buy, you can't pre-purchase parking at the ballpark. But if you want to get there first come first serve, they're letting fans in two hours before the games. So you can see both teams' batting practices as well for all three days. Uh, granted, probably not going to be BP on Sunday. So, but Friday and Saturday, Friday they're doing their flashback. Friday they're going to be celebrating the O3 World Series team. You know, a handful of the alum are going to be there. Oh, they're gonna have a, yeah, they're going to have a pan. Yeah, exactly. They're going to have a panel. 
up at the Biscayne Brew Hall uh, Friday, I think about 5.30-ish with the alum who are going to be there. So at the very least, you have a pregame action. We'll see what happens on the field. Uh, we'll say the Sunday matchup, if everything stays online, yeah. Eric Perez against Garrett Cole. Look, I think somebody decided to volunteer for that game and had some inside information on that one before he volunteered, huh? Yeah, I mean, of all the times that I've volunteered to jump in and uh, and uh, get, get, get go pinch hit for you on this beat, I think I, I think I nailed it on this one. I, I, I had no idea. Once Yuri came back, I saw your tweet lining up his potential starting schedule, and I was like, oh, cool. I got his second start. And then you were the one that was like, you know, he's probably going to face Cole, right? Whoa, okay. What are the other matchups potentially? I mean, I know they haven't put it out there yet, but, um, but the way it lines up right now, who me, else would be? Let me check and see think, who the Yankees. Is it, well, on the Mar on the Marlins side, I think you know without looking. Oh uh, yeah, down. on the Marlins side. Wait, Yeah, so it'll be the it'll be it should be the group that's going. Uh, uh, so it's it should be Lazardo and Sandy Lazardo Friday, Sandy Saturday. Gotcha. And Cole pitched on uh, on Monday night. Yeah, so the Yankees started and actually lost to to the White Sox. So, yeah, so I'm assuming, yeah, the Yankees have to have an off day. So, yeah, the Yankees have an off day on Thursday, like the Marlins. So that pushes their everything. So it'd be pushes everything there. So, yeah, so whoever threw on Saturday and Sunday for them would go Friday, Saturday for the against the Marlins. Would go on that day, right? Okay. Yeah. So then, rejecting that, I know they're coming off. uh, When you look at the Yankees right now, down they're about five and a half back at this point. They took on they took on the Astros. The, the discouraging thing for them is that they took on the Astros and split a four game series, and really actually lost ground because of it. Oh, here you go. Well, N- Nestor Cortez pitched on Saturday, so that would hey, line him up. Hialeah, Hialeah. That would line him up for which day? Friday, or Saturday, Friday, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, wait, he pitched which day? Sorry. On Saturday. He pitched Saturday, so I should line him for Friday. So Nestor Cortez, Hialeah's finest, going to be in the house uh, pitching on Friday. Against Jesus Lazardo, Day versus Broward matchup. There you go, there you go. So see, it's not just it, it's not just the 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 Cole Yuri matchup to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. You got a you got an interesting local flair on Friday, and I think you know that that's going to be good. That's going to be like honestly, when you think about what they're going to bring, you you you'd assume maybe somewhere if if it really does fill the way they expect and the Yankees every every time they've come down here and now you're going to see it more often obviously again because of the schedule change it's going to be every two years but when it would only happen every three every however many years you know they're one of those teams that's such an attraction it would always get packed I mean I remember once they did those right before the season spring training games that they would do it at the ballpark just to mm-hmm. kind of already get in season mode and even those games drew like 30 35,000 you know, we all remember Aaron Judge hitting one of the lights during the home run derby and, you know, just destroying the ball. So I think it's going to be a fun series. But, I mean, with all that said, that's pretty cool that you get that kind of matchup there. It looks like Carlos Rodon started for the Yankees. Yeah, on but Sunday. he got hurt. But he got hurt in that start, too. So we need but to see how hurt. they're going to so figure out things yeah. in that spot. So hard to hard to tell who they'll throw on Saturday but at least you've got the 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 the, not, the very cool you know Yuri uh versus Cole on Sunday and then like you said the Dade versus Broward I don't even know that's all right now now I'm jealous of you going on Friday <laughs> I'm going to have to get tickets yeah 
Well, there's always the extra there's a couple extra spots in the press box if you want to stop by. Well, that's true. There's always that's that the, <laughs> the Herald luckily has a, a few spots there, so I could always go and hang out a little bit. But anyway, enjoy the series, everybody. You know, we'll have a lot to talk about, I'm sure, uh, next week and see what the state of this team is by then. Are they in, are still in it? Are they are they continuing the spiral into the abyss, or are they are they right back in this mix of, of wild card contenders? For Jordan McPherson, I'm Andre Fernandez. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back next week with another Fish Bites podcast.